Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. of the morning, you know, a lot of times, 
you know, these people who cheat, you know, it is about a persona. It's the way you look. You know, the one who said that, you know, nobody told him how much of an idiot that he really was. Remember, it's it's this issue of being, being wanted. And as long as you're not wanted, you don't feel a certain way. But if you're wanted, that, that's persona. Persona is that it's all about you. Persona is that, you know, hey, it's all about someone else. And now, unfortunately, it ends up taking you down a rabbit hole. But you know what? The only persona that we're required to have as Christian people is to have the persona that we're looking like a Christian. That every time someone looks at us, the persona is that we're about And that's what we need to really focus on. Outside of that, anything else, any other persona does not matter no matter what. Okay? All right. Well, we ended up with let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day. And, ooh, we talked about that man who killed those people for asking him to uh, stop shooting on his porch and waking up the baby possibly comes to find out he has been deported five times from the United States and yet there was no concern about making a bunch of noise with a gun in the open there was no concern about somebody or the authorities possibly you know walking up on him and putting him back in jail and possibly deported one more again. Yeah. You know, so what kind of uh, threat is the United States uh, Border Control? Well, it can't be much because if he's managed to get back into the country five times, how many people have done the same thing? Mm -hmm. Well, we got to talking with our pastors and uh you know wise people or women have all these kids and can't take care of the ones they have that was the church folk question so uh that had <laughs> that was a complete conversation all on its own yeah yeah well Wow, Wednesday rolled around, and we got to talking with our girl Vivian. She talked about the husband and father who uh, lost his wife and family, unfortunately, in more than one way. Uh, As she uh, joined a cult, she uh, ended up becoming isolated with 400-and-something other adults and 200-and-some-odd children. And uh, they ended up just really isolated to the point where no one was able to get in touch with anybody. But there were a few escapees who unfortunately told the dad and her husband that his family was no longer living. They had been uh, buried somewhere out in the forest. So, you know, unfortunately, we get that mixture between church and cult, and no, no connection whatsoever. But listen, you got to go back. 
you got to go back and hear the conversation that ensued about that particular story. Well, Thursday, Thursday was Chess Talk with Gertie. And all our girlfriend Gertie talked about, oh, the signs of heat damaged hair and the process that you must take in order not to damage your hair as you process it with some heat, whether it's blow drying, whether it's underneath a bonnet dryer, whether it's a flat iron, whether it's a curling iron. Oh, my goodness gracious. She was absolutely fantastic and full of information as always. Those are just like some of the highlights of the week. You definitely want to go back and listen. Please go back and listen to uh, the episodes of the week because you will definitely be blessed, okay? Okay. Well, today is Freestyle Friday. Yes, we made it. We made it. By the grace of God, we've made it. And it has been one active week. But God has kept us safe. He has covered us all through all of our ripping and running through all the activities. He has kept us. And I know you had a great week. I know you did. If you were with us during the week, you definitely had a great week. So, you know, we have a lot to give God thanks for. Right? All right. Well, I got a couple of things to talk to you about today. As you know, I get to do whatever it is I want to do. And uh, come on for the ride. Come on. You've been hanging out with me all week. Come on. Let's end this week out with a bang as we get to talk about a whole bunch of stuff with our men. Yes, it's the men's. Time to rain, and uh, we'll give them a chance to hear what they gotta say. All right, I'm looking forward to it, and I know you are too. So, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on, and uh, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we'll be right. Something's not right. My first symptoms were... Constant tingling in my toes. My legs. Sometimes I'll go numb. Had double vision. They said you have multiple sclerosis. Well, the beginning is the hardest time. Kind of had to get a grasp on reality. I had to adapt and change very rapidly. I had to learn how to drive with my hands. Yeah, that was interesting. I was a dancer. I don't see walking the way I walk any different than doing a dance. It just looks different. It's a different dance. You see me have an off day. It doesn't take away from who I am. A symptom may cause you not to be able to do that anymore. And at one point, I wasn't able to do any of those. But I would exercise every day. Since I've been cycling, I've definitely helped my walking. To make a lot of changes in my life and just adapt to it. I'm going to acknowledge its presence. I'm not going to discount it. But at the same time, I'm going to try my best to not let it stop me. It's a fantastic opportunity to be working together with a common goal of carrying MS. And sharing is the key.
Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, and it is Freestyle Friday. Woo! It's been some kind of week. Running all around, busy, busy, busy. But God is good. God is good. He has ushered us into this side of the week all the way to the end of the week. We're at the end, everybody. We're at the end only because God has been so good to each and every one of us. And uh, I'm so happy to be here. So happy to be here. And I know you are, too. Thank you so much for joining us. And we've got a nice little morning ahead of us. Things we gonna talk about, and uh, please make sure you tell somebody that we're on. All right, all right. We get a chance to hear from my men in a little while, but before that, before that, we got some stuff to talk about. We got some stuff to talk about. So let's get to talking. All right. So, 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 I came across this article. About the Dollar Tree. About the Dollar Tree. And uh, I just decided to chat with you about it. You know, listen, it's Freestyle Friday. I get to do whatever it is I want to do. And I got some uh, some tea, as they say. But before we get there, before we get there, I just want to talk about the Dollar Tree. And they talk about the stuff that you buy at the Dollar Tree. You know, is it really a deal? Is it something that you should be buying? Is it a really good deal? Or stay away from it. There's something that Shantice always tells me, do not buy from the Dollar Tree. And uh, I want to see if it shows up on this list. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what she says. I'm just going to see if it shows up on the list. So. They say, buy the bottled water. Now, they say you can spend, you know, easily 4 or $5 on a six-pack of bottled water. But at the Dollar Tree, you don't have to spend, a, you know, 4 or $5 on that six-pack. You can actually spend a dollar twenty-five, And it's called Crystal. Now, I hope I said this right. Gaza, and you can get that huge gallon for a dollar twenty-five. I don't like the water. I'm gonna be honest. I, that I'm a water drinker, and I can't stand that water from the Dollar Tree. No, I do not like that brand of water. And it's funny because we just picked up that brand of water at an event this week. And Shantish was like, I don't like that. And I was like, yeah, that's that Dollar Tree water. <laughs> I don't like it. It has a horrible taste to me. But you know what? If you're the type that it doesn't matter, really, really doesn't matter. Uh, oh, okay. I got, uh, oh, I got a thumbs up. That Crystal Gazer water is disgusting, someone said. I agree. I agree, girl. I agree. So I would say if you drink real water, and I ain't talking about that expensive water, but listen, I'd sooner drink great value water any day over this crystal gazer water. Bread. 
Now they say, you know, if you're lucky, you'll catch one of those days where they have just delivered the bread to a Dollar Tree. You can get Wonders Bread. Yeah, Wonder Bread. Not Wonders Bread. Wonder Bread. And you can get Nature's Own. Now, I have to tell you that Nature Own, Nature's Own, we, we do buy from time to time. And I pass I pass on bread at the Dollar Tree. But listen, it's a dollar twenty five a loaf. A dollar twenty five a loaf. Well, they say art supplies uh, are they really art supplies? Well, it's up to you. You know, you can get crayons and paintbrushes and color pencils and glue and glitter and poster boards and all kinds of stuff from Dollar Tree. And I guess, you know, if it's for the kids, buy it. Buy it. Candy. <laughs> now they're saying that there's an, you know, a crazy selection of candy at the Dollar Tree, and you should buy it because it's a dollar twenty-five. Now this is the item that Shantice always tells me don't buy. She always says, please do not buy her candy or her food from the Dollar Tree. I, on the other hand, I rack up. Yes, I do. But here's the funny part. They tell me do not buy the candy from Dollar Tree, but yet when I fill up my office candy dish, oh, they empty it out. So mm, I don't know about all of that. I don't know about all of that. Envelopes, as my mother would say, envelopes. Um, I would say, you know, go ahead and get that box of envelopes. You know, listen, if you gotta use your gotta use your finger to, you know, get that water to stick or whatever, that's, then good, do your thing, do your thing, get a little, what do you call that thing, um, what do you call that thing, um, a sponge, listen, you ain't got to put your tongue on it, cough drops, now they say that uh, you might be a little hesitant to buy your cough drops from the Dollar Tree, but, listen, they say you can buy halls. So go ahead and get it. Well, I say, if it's going to stop you from coughing, why not try it? That's just Stephanie. I, I just say, go ahead and try it. Go ahead and try it. Go ahead and try it. What are you going to do? You can't lose nothing. Okay. Bleach. Well, some people, you know, they're only going to buy Clorox bleach. For me, it don't matter. Bleach is bleach, whether we're cleaning the house, whether we're washing washing clothes. I say I would buy it. They're saying go ahead and buy it. You know, it can't hurt. I can't hurt. Just don't use a whole lot of it. Just use a little bit, and if it don't, you know, work, then fine. All right, plastic food containers. Should you buy it? Well, they say you'll get some excellent deals from the Dollar Tree. You can get, you know, some uh, Betty Crocker food containers. You can get some Ziplocs. I say, yeah, yeah, I buy it. It don't change nothing in my world. And 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 here's the most important part: they do sell the plastic containers that they say are BPA free, and that's that um, component that has been uh, linked to cancer. And when you heat up stuff in those plastic bowls that gets emitted into your food. Well, these items claim 
like like when you buy from Target or Walmart or any place else that it is they are BPA free. Plates. Now, listen, glass plates are glass plates and they have tons of glass plates in the Dollar Tree. We have bought them quite often. And uh I say get it. Get it. Well, you're gonna spend what? How much on a uh uh what do you call it, the the plate set. Listen, they have the same glasses and plates and mugs and stuff over at the Dollar Tree. I say partner them bad boys up and get to eating. Buckets. Well, there's tons of buckets at the, you know, Dollar Tree. There's nothing wrong with them. Let's go ahead and get your little buckets and call it a day. Pregnancy test. <laughs> now, I don't know about y'all, but if I really wanted to know back in the day, because it's ain't now, if I were pregnant, I don't know if I want to check. I don't want to. I want to go with the accuracy of the pregnancy test in the dollar store. I mean, is it any different than your pregnancy test in CBS? I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe you could start at the Dollar Tree. Look at listen, it's external. It's not something that you you know, you're putting in your body, on your body. Listen, you're just peeing on a stick. Well is either gonna be right or wrong. And the best part about it is there are more ways to double check whether it's right or wrong. All right. Cotton rounds. Uh it's a good buy. You know, you get like a whole pack what like eighty. As long as it's not toxic. Then I say, go ahead and use your cotton mouth. Get, you know, you're getting rid of that makeup. You're applying some witch hazel or some alcohol or some peroxide or, you know, something like that. I'm not peroxide, alcohol. Did I say alcohol already? Alcohol, peroxide, witch hazel. All right. Hairbands. Uh, what's the big deal? You Listen, people who put a whole lot of money into hairbands, you got too much money to spend. Listen, I've bought good hairbands, and they pop. So go ahead, get the hairbands, and if they pop, just go back and get another six or seven or 20 for $1.25. Oh, goodness gracious. Storage boxes. Well, they're the same thing. You know, you're paying $1.25. If you go to, you know, Walmart or Target or whatever, you're going to pay the same thing for, you know, buy the same thing, and you're going to pay a whole lot more money than $1.25. All right? So storage boxes are storage boxes. You ain't doing nothing but throwing a bunch of junk in it, no way. Books, 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 books. I mean, if you really don't care about what you're reading and you just, you know, you need a book for some pastime, then, you know, maybe you can come up with something good. Okay? You never know. It might work. All right? All right. What else are we talking about? Trash bags. Now, they do have glad trash bags in the Dollar Tree. They do. And then they have the inexpensive ones. So, you know, listen, I, I say here, it's $1.25. You buy it. If they break too easily, just buy two boxes. And that way, you'll double up. And then the next time, you know, don't buy them anymore because then you're wasting money. Let's see. Look how easy that is. Coffee mugs. Well, listen, 
we went to Walmart and coffee mugs were like crazy. The prices were crazy. And if you went to the Dollar Tree for dollar twenty five, you could buy anything you want to buy. Anything you want to buy. And they look any way you want it to look. All right? So it works. It works. Reading glasses. Now, I've seen reading glasses in some expensive stores, and I've seen reading glasses in the Dollar Tree. Now, I, I got to tell y'all, something about my eyes, I guess if you just a little off, <laughs> which my eyes are not a little off, but if your eyes are a little off and you can get some reading glasses and it ain't silently making you go blind, then I guess go buy them reading glasses. And I'm talking about from anywhere because I don't think I'd buy. I know somebody who buys their reading glasses because she continues to lose them all the time and she doesn't. You know, want to get the prescription ones because she just doesn't believe at this point, despite the fact that we're about seeing, you know, citizens in age, that, you know, she really needs some glasses and she'd rather, like, you know, go through all of this instead of just going and getting some glasses. Well, if she feels like she's going to keep losing them, she's just going to keep going back and reading glasses from the Dollar Tree and any other place. So, oh, well, carry on. <laughs> get wrapping paper. They have a, a nice array of gift wrapping paper in Dollar Tree. Yes. So, you know, we used to buy our clear cellophane paper from the Dollar Tree. And uh, listen, here's my theory. You're just wrapping up some stuff that's going to get ripped open. So what's the point of spending a whole bunch of money to, you know, to look good? I didn't know you spent money for the present. So now I'm going to spend money for a gift wrapping paper, too? Oh, no, no. That's all right. Paper plates. Now, i got to tell you, I'm so disappointed with paper plates, period. I don't care where you buy paper plates from because you're going to throw them in the garbage. And I've spent money on paper plates that you still got to use two and three to put your food on or either it's going to cave in. And I'm going to tell you something. The, the the coated ones are no diff, much different than the paper plates. Now, I know people used to always say, well, why are you buying paper plates, the white ones? Why are you always buying paper plates? And you're so cheap, I buy those white paper plates to put chips on or what do you call it, sandwiches or something stupid. And then we go get the heavier plates for the heavier food, and we still got to double up. So they're just ripping you off left and right. So, listen, buy the paper plates from Dollar Tree. You're going to spend more money later. Okay, so here's here's one thing that, you know what, the girls rip me <laughs> all the time. Foil. Now, okay, so here's, here's the deal with the foil. You know, Grandma passed the burrows. Boy, if you could hear her rip some foil. I'm like, yo, you got stock in, in, in aluminum foil company? You did oh, I'm like, oh, goodness gracious, they got too much money over there. <laughs> so I would buy the cheaper foil. Well, well, you do not want to do this from the Dollar Tree. Do not waste your money. Let me tell you what happens at, with the foil from the Dollar Tree. It never even comes off the roll. <laughs> all the girls make fun of me all the time. Because mm, what I would do 
is we do we don't use microwave anymore. We use a heater, you know, what do you call it? The oven. The tape, the counter oven. And so my thing is listen, put the cheap stuff in the oven because you're just heating it up, right? If you rip it wrong, then only like a sliver of it comes off. Who has that happen to them? Please tell me this has happened to you too. And you don't even get the whole sheet. No, 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 no. You get like, it starts coming off so then half the roll is not really coming off because it's not ripping. So you're only taking off half the roll of the aluminum foil. Yeah, so, you know, I, I get, you know, my favorite shoppers <laughs> to buy, you know, the good stuff. And I used to use the bad stuff for the oven, but that was like a waste of my money, so I just stopped. So do not buy the foil from, um, what do you call that place, Dollar Tree. Do not, do not, do not, do not. Birthday and holiday cards. Now, i got to tell you all. My mother and Auntie Pam, I don't know how much time they would spend in the card store, but they have always been the best card buyers. And I know that takes a lot of time because when I go in the store to buy a card, it takes forever because it has to really relate how I feel. So when you got like a bum dad, you cannot say, oh, you know, well, when you were playing ball with me. No, that ain't happening. But they would find the best cards. So I got to tell you, Dollar Tree may not be the place where they would want to go. But I got to tell you, on the flip side of things, by the, but they have come up. Yes, their word is not so bad for 50 cents because you get two for a dollar at the Dollar Tree. So I don't know. Auntie Pam and Ernie would never be able to shop there for cards. But uh, you and I might. And I have. Yeah, I have to to admit, I have. All right, so that was just some fun little knickknacks that, you know, I found to talk about this morning. Well, it's news time, people. And I want to talk and dish the dirt from Usher. Yes, we know Usher Raymond. Uh, Ooh. Okay, wait, before we go, I got one piece of, um, (laughs) okay, I got someone who just sent it. Do not, in all caps, buy pine in the Dollar Tree. They say pine soul and pine glow (laughs) is not the same thing. All right, now. Now, I guess that's the way they used to talk about my Dr. Pepper and my Dr. Thunder. <laughs> so do not buy pine from the Dollar Tree. Well, I'm going to give you something on the flip side really quickly. Um, thank you for bringing that up because my sister, she hooked me up with pine salt that is COVID, 99% COVID, um, kills COVID bacteria, and like well, COVID virus and 99% bacteria, kills bacteria. Yeah, you're going to pay a little bit more for it, but listen, if it works, it works. And um, she lives by it, and I just got my favorite shoppers to purchase that for me, and that's what we use now. 
Yeah, so when you can't find, like, alcohol at a reasonable price, which ever since COVID, they've been ripping us off like crazy regarding alcohol, um, I would try that. And it's actually not a bad buy. You can get the huge um, 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 gallon, I think it is, from Walmart, or you can get a larger one from, what do you call that, BJ's. Try it. And let me know. So my friend who says do not buy Pine Glow, thank you for the heads up. Go and buy the Pine Soul. 99% kills COVID virus and 99% kills bacteria. Let me know how you like it. Okay? <laughs> All right. So here's the tea that, that Usher is giving us that has happened, you know, to him. You know, every Friday I try to bring you like a who knew type of thing, well, this is something that I would say who knew. Well, Usher talks about several things, and he, you know, he was doing this interview, and he uh, he decided to, you know, give a little tell-all, and he talks about the fact that, you know, people talk about him, you know, he had to fire his mom, right, as his momager. And he says, quote, unquote, I'm a grown man in theory because I've always been the man of the house. I've elected to be the provider of the family. Even though my mother is the protector, she crippled me a little bit for a minute because my focus wasn't, had nothing to do with business, had everything to do with art, and I thank her for that because I wouldn't have established the focus that I have now if I was always kind of trying to figure out who's trying to take the money, where's the money coming from, I would have been petty. I would have lost sight of what the goal was. So he thanks his mom for getting him started, but he had to fire her. Yeah, that relationship could not go on. I guess, you know, at, at points they ended up bumping heads. So, you know, that's why he said he had to fire her. But he thanks her for getting him started. Well, he also says that uh, Chris Brown, he regrets not um, dealing and working with Chris Brown. Now, you know, we all have our feelings about Chris Brown off and on. You know, he's a creep, piece, you know, he's good, whatever, whatever. But he says, there's one thing in my career that I definitely regret. And he said, to this day, I battle with it, which is why I always support uh, this artist whenever he asks. He says, so his manager came in and they showed him Chris Brown, and they said, you know, you can work with him on your album. You know, when when these artists first come out, you know, they try to hook them up with big names. And they gave him an opportunity to work with Chris Brown, and he was like, "Mm, that's cool. And then he went to the team, and uh, they told him, his personal team told him, You know, I don't think you should work with this artist. And he said, so Chris Brown ended up leaving. He said, to this day, he regrets it. To this day, he regrets it. Now, 
you know, uh, Chris Brown is big time. So we don't know whether he's because of the talent, because of the money. You know, we don't know. He doesn't say, but he says that is his biggest regret to date. He also says about his marriage to uh, Miss Tamika Raymond. He says his mama never cared for her and told him, do not marry her. And because, you know, he had his own mind and wanted to do his own thing, he says that marriage and that relationship was going to come to an end, but it did serve a purpose in my life. And no matter what my mother was attempting to tell me, and a lot of people were trying to tell me about it, he says he didn't listen. And he ended up marrying her, and now she's his ex-wife. Well, here's the one that I really want to talk about. He says that when he first came out and really started to gain some steam, they gave him to L.A. and Babyface, L.A. Reed and Babyface. Now, anybody knows... L.A. Reed and Babyface were the bad mamma jammers of R&B. They really, really made their mark um, in the music um, area. And he tells the story. He says, when I first signed to LaFace Records, I wanted to do an album with Babyface and L.A. Reed, right? Right. Well, I signed specifically for that reason. So he says, so L.A. Reid wanted Babyface to work on me, and they were going through a lot of drama at the time. And he said they were kind of severing their ties. So Babyface got mad, built an entire album for him, and then gave the whole album to Kevin Campbell. So can we talk? The breakout song for Kevin 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 Campbell was actually supposed to, supposed to be Usher's not only Usher's song but the album I'm Ready, which is another breakout song for Kevin Campbell, was actually supposed to be Usher's music and. He really is kind of twisted about that. He said because it sold 2 million plus albums, not just singles. Now, remember, back in the day, you know, those, um, they were really selling, like, records back then. So, you know, they really, that's how they were making, you know, their money, at least the, the big people were making their money. And, um, you know, he could have had five extra dollars in his pocket had he gotten the album and the single. Now, I don't know about y'all. And, you know, we hear this a lot of times, you know, like one artist should have had this song. And, and you know, if you ever, ever noticed, they have um, the uh, big success 
with the songs and somebody comes up and says that was my song and I never ever ever could imagine that Usher would have done damage to can we talk now let's go back can we talk for a minute that ain't an Usher sound no Kevin Campbell ripped the song made it his own so Usher go ahead about your way you know you got your money it wasn't supposed to be for you just because it had your name on it. It doesn't mean it's for you. And isn't that like in Christian kingdom world? You know, it's just because, you know, we think it had our name on it. We saw our name all over that. That we think it's supposed to be for us. But in actuality, Usher has had like mass and mega success. And I don't even know if I would tell those type of song, um, stories. You know, you hear this all the time. Oh, that should have been my song. I turned the song down and blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, they, they wrote it for me but gave somebody else. I don't even know if i tell those stories. Especially if you're a megastar like Usher. You know, so, you know, Kevin, Kevin Campbell worked with Michael Jackson. You did, though. And that's what you wanted. So would that have been your path had you even had that, you know, that walk? So listen, take your five dollars, leave leave Kevin Tevin Campbell with his two, because Tevin Campbell has not had the success that Usher has had. So that's what I'm saying. Even if he has not talked about it from, you know, you know, a negative. Angle, which I can't see how this is not a negative angle. But even if he didn't talk about it from a negative angle, what's the point when you've had the level of success that you've had? Do you remember that show with, um, I can't think of this guy. It was a, an older white man. And Aaliyah was on the show. And, you know, they uh, Usher Raymond was on. They were like kids. And they were on. Oh my goodness! If anybody can think of the name of the song, I can't think. An older white guy with glasses and white hair. I can't think of his um, the, the name of the show. Please, if you could think of it, send it to me. Um, but he started as a little boy on that. So again, you know, Tevin Tevin Campbell didn't get your momentum. He didn't get your dollars. He didn't get your fame. So go about your business and keep it moving. Don't even worry about it. All right. All right, Usher. So that's, listen, when I read that last night, I was like, whoa. Okay, we're going to talk about this thing today. So that's what we're talking about today. All right, now, what kind of news are we talking about today? There was an update. Oh, so there's still an update on this. Remember we talked earlier about the sex offender this week, and he died with the two kids? And they said that there were like seven or eight of them who had died on this particular property. Well, well, well. I don't know if you watch the news, if you've been keeping up with the story, but baby, baby, baby. I read this last night, and I was like, wow. So here's the deal. Now let's go back a little bit. First of all, they talked about the fact that um, the two, the two girls. You remember the two girls? Had uh, they said was last seen with this 39-year-old sex offender, and they the one of the fathers of the girls said that he had actually 
um, uh, the girl, had, his daughter had been over to this uh, man's house with his family, but nothing had happened. And um, I was so angry about that statement. I was like, shut up, don't even tell people that. Um, yes, remember, that's what got us talking about, you know, how our mothers handled us back in the day with going to people's houses. So at the time, they had just, they were just these arbitrary people. Well, they did, you know, they come to find out that these people were actually his family. Yes. So here's the breakdown. They don't have any rhyme or reason as to why this killing took place. Um, but he, the wife, her two children, or three children, and the girls, the two girls were friends of the daughter of the woman. Now, this is not his children, because remember now, he's just spent like crazy amount of time in jail for rape. So he ended up killing the woman, her family, and the two friends. That's who these people were who were found murdered. He did it. And then turned around and killed himself. Oh, my gosh. I was like, are you serious? Yeah. So, you know, they, they did a breakdown of, you know, all of the personalities of these particular people. And, you know, which sparks another conversation about who you're marrying. Because they were saying that the mother of the wife, the, his mother-in-law, you know, she said how, you know, he was like a bully, pretty much. And, you know, pretty much, you know, she was like, I don't know why my daughter married him. And they got married. It wasn't too long. They weren't too long because, remember, it was back in 2017 that he had been in jail and they had caught him on a burner phone, yeah, and he was sexting this 16, 17-year-old girl, which is why he was going to trial, and he should have been there on Monday. It didn't show up. They sent the bench, they put the bench warrant out on him, and that's when they found them on the property, you know, dead with all these people. So, again, they don't know why he did this. There was no note, no nothing, but the mother-in-law, she says that, you know, he kind of held the family hostage. He moved in with her and, uh, how, yes, says, well, you know, she, she said that they moved in together after they were married. They married in 2022. Oh, sweet Jesus. So here, okay, so let's go through this. He was in jail for all this time. They get married in 2022. And he ends up killing the family in May of 2023. We got to do our homework. Oh, my God. You got to do your homework. So not only did your bad decision cost you your own life, but your bad decision cost the lives of your daughter. So... 
they give this breakdown and they say that the um the daughter who was seventeen uh very artistic wanted to be a doctor and never got a chance to do that. Uh she had the woman had a son fifteen who played base I'm sorry, football, ran cross country track, um Oh, God, I just had a birthday, um, and shared the birthday with the grandfather um, not that long ago. Same birthday, same birth date. Um, they had a, she had a younger daughter, 13, who also ran cross-country, um, who had just tried out for the cheerleading squad. Uh, she was murdered as part of this group. And the two girls that we talked about who were seen with him those were her friends. The 14-year-old and the 16-year-old would, so, were her friends. And um, they say that one of the girls, she loved softball, um, was a wonderful young lady. and Oh, it's like bringing tears to my eyes. Oh, my God. Um, she was one who was murdered. And the last one, who uh, 16-year-old friend, um, they said that she was in some pageant. And she was going to be in the Miss National, Miss uh, Miss National, like Tulsa, um, pageant, um, Miss Henrietta. That's what it was um, in in Tulsa uh, pageant. But she didn't get a chance. You know, we got to do our homework. First of all, you were in jail for rape. I got three kids. I'm going to invite you into my home. I'm going to invite you into my home with my three kids and including two girls. So if they're 17 and 13, that means that they were 16 and 12. And you can't even trust your people with your sons now. So you invited them into the home to be with your family, to live with your children. And now nobody has a life. Nobody has a life. We have got to do our homework. We have got to do our homework. It took all of one year. One year. One year. Oh, my God. One year from the time they got married. I don't know when he got out of jail. But, listen, again, he was in there in 2017, so this has only been six years since 2017. So if he got out in 18, 19, I don't know how long. They didn't say how long they were dating. The mother didn't say how long they were dating. She just said that they got married in 2022. All right, I'm going to do one more story, and then we're going to talk to our guys. Okay, what are we going to do? Oh, there's a, there's a, oh, this is the one I wanted to talk about. This is outrageous. So, this this lawsuit, we're going back to our little six-year-old who shot the teacher out in Virginia. Well, you know, let me tell you something. Lawyers, did, if I could cuss right now, y'all, put, y'all fill in the blank. Lawyers ain't nothing. Let me tell you, lawyers ain't nothing. 
They are nothing. They are the, I mean, they are, ooh, I can't even say that word. The blank of the earth. They're disgusting. So here's the deal why I say that. Because if this is not one of the biggest insults I have ever heard, I don't think I've ever heard any more of an insult. And you've heard some, you've seen and heard some attorneys do some grimy and say some grimy things. But to me, this is the grimiest. Now, maybe not for you, but for Stephanie, it was. So you've got this woman who was shot, who is now after this $40 million, remember? So they're now talking to the attorneys. So there were motions put out there. The motion for the school board said that this woman was shot in a classroom and it should only entitle her to workers' comp because the injury she um, sustained was a workplace injury and that the shooting was a hazard of the job. Is that what you're telling these people who are out to educate our children that they should go to school anticipating that a six-year-old should come to school with a gun, and if I get shot, oh, that's just part for the course. Well, needless to say that the opposite side was literally enraged, and they reminded them that this is not the military, this is not the police department, this is school. And they also... Uh, reminded them that, you know what, it wasn't like a teacher who got stabbed with a pencil or cut with some scissors, you know, stuff that's actually on the premises of the school. And you know what, those might be little hazards to this teacher's position. But to tell these teachers that this is, let me repeat it, this is workplace injury and that a, the shooting was a hazard of the job. Now, we got Brother Al on the phone today who is a part of the school system. So I am dying to hear what he's got to say. But, I mean, you couldn't get no lower than that. You couldn't get no lower than that. You couldn't get no lower than that, in my opinion. So now they're worried that, okay, we don't take out, according to them, they don't take out life insurance on, you know, okay, so when you go to your job, one of the perks, you know, they give you life insurance policy. As long as you die while you're working there, you don't have to die, you know, on the job, just life insurance. Well, they don't give that to teachers. So you need to start including that in their benefits. And they're really concerned now because they're like, well, how do we recruit new teachers if this is your attitude towards, you know, them being on the job? Well, okay, so we've talked long enough. Stephanie's talked long enough. I want to hear from the men. Let's say good morning to our Pastor Vinny. Good morning, Pastor Vinny. Good morning, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well this morning. You know, well, beautiful day down here. down here. All right, all right. What's the weather? 
Uh, well, I don't know if I should tell you guys, but it's it's already in the uh, middle seventies. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So well, you got to get ahead of you. Wow. Oh yeah, okay. going up into the middle eighties. Wow. 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 Well, happy sun down there in Florida. Glad Amen. Us this morning. All right, we're talking about. <laughs> let's talk about the educators first. Let's talk about the educators first. Let's talk about the educators first. Sure. Yeah. All right. So, what's your thought on this angle that the attorneys are taking from the school board? Excuse me. That says, "Hey, you know, getting shot. That's workplace <laughs> injury." And it's a hazard of the job. Is that an insult? Is that normal? What do you feel, Pastor Vinny? It's a doggone shame. <laughs> it's a doggone shame that they would belittle the not not. See, it's not just this teacher that got shot, but every teacher. Right. Every teacher falls into the same boat. It's, it's a doggone shame that they would trade lives to save a few dollars. That's yep. what it comes. It comes down. It comes down to That's dollars right. and cents. And this teacher, this I don't know whether, whether she was a mother or not, you know, wife or not, sister. She was a human being trying to do her job. And and the organization that she is uh, supposedly being being one of the faces of. They don't even give a rat's tail about her. They do yep. not give a rat's tail about her, and that and that's that's in every situation. We thirty thirty four years in the post office. It's the only job that you could have that every day you come in, they're trying to figure out how to get rid of you. Wow! Wow! They're trying. They're trying to get rid of you. What does that you know, mean? Wait, what does that mean? What does that mean? They look they 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 micromanaging you. You <clears throat> there was a there was a every every time you turn around, they're testing your route, they're testing you as a personal carrier. They they they're, oh, they're, they're, okay. they they measure they measure your gait when you walk. Wow. This uh, this uh, wow. female carrier, and she was short. So how big, how how big could her gait be? <laughs> right. That's that her steps were too short. Wow! And, wow! And, and, wow. and set out set out to to get rid of her, to fire her. If you make wow, it, it's it's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. Uh-oh. I'm not now. I'm not saying that some of these some carriers. Uh, that they don't deserve it because some of them are, are really not up to the up to the task because it's, right. a, it's a physical job. It's it's really a physical job. It's not for everybody, but for them just to you know arbitrarily go after people, it's ridiculous. And so, right, you know, and and, and so much more for those educators that take out you know some of them out out there for the money trying to you know. But everybody needs a job. You know, you can, if they're there and doing a the job, they need to be taken care of. Right. Absolutely. If they're Absolutely. there, they need to be taken care of. You know, she she didn't deserve to 
be shot at, you know? I mean, thank God that she survived. That's right. That's right. Thank That's God right. That, that she she survived. I don't know if yep. you remember there was a story. It, it's probably like almost 20 years ago, but uh, a, a young kid down here in Florida, down in uh, West Palm, uh, he was mad at the teacher, came back, went home, came back with a gun, and shot the teacher. Wow. I met I met. Killed him. Wow. I met his dad. I met his dad uh, when I came down to Florida as a letter carrier. And, you know, this was was a, well, he was a good kid, but the parents, the parents had split up, so the kid had problems. Oh, okay. And he was. I think he was 12 years old, 12 or 13 years old. He was a, oh a minor. But he, he, he did about 15 years. He served wow. 15 years in jail. Wow, wow, wow. You know. Yeah, these are really, they're, they're really up against a whole lot more than when yeah. we were going to school years ago, Pastor Absolutely. Benny. And, Absolutely. you know, it, the, the sad part about it is, they get no support, you know, and we do know there are a lot of teachers that jack this whole thing up. Um, but yes. we do know a lot of them are in it for the right reason. They care mm-hmm. about our children, care about our children's education. And for you to really um, belittle what yes. they do, you know, like you said, for a sake, for the sake of a couple of dollars, it is. It is. When I read that, I was so disgusted. And I'm gonna tell you something. I don't. I, I wouldn't want to be no teacher if that's the way you feel yeah. about my life. You know what? I'd be a letter carrier. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like well, whatever. I'm some else. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. It is really horrible. Oh, we got a whole lot more to talk about, Pastor Vinny. Thank you for joining us today. Let's talk to our brother Al, and let's see what brother Al. Thinks about this thing here. Good morning, brother Al. Hey, good morning, Pastor. Pastor, can you go to KL first and come back to me? I'm getting ready to send the kids right there. I have much more, much right, more quiet. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. First of all, brother Al, put a handle into respect of my name. This is Pastor KL. Come on, KL first. Now. Good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Lose respect all over the place, right, Pastor Kale? <laughs> my Lord. <laughs> well, I call you Pastor Kale. I give you that that respect. Now I might want to shut off your, your microphone, but I call you Pastor Kale. We, 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 need, we need to rebuke them right now. Let's pray. <laughs> oh my goodness! How are you, Pastor? How are you, Pastor KL? God bless you. How are you? How are you? Let every father. I am well, thank you. I am well, thank you. You know, Pastor KL, you've had your own children come up in the educational system. You came up in the educational system. What do you What do you say? You know, to this you know, uh, feeling and this presentation that being shot by a six-year-old 
was a workplace injury, and it is a hazard of the job, and you should only be eligible for workers' comp. Well, well, personally, I, I think it, it's it's a bunch of foolishness. You know, I, I can see how you can be politically correct with it, but but I mean, who goes to work? You know, it, it's almost like getting on a plane that says flight fifty fifty, and and you got a half a you know fifty percent chance of getting there, fifty percent chance. No, no, no one takes these kind of risks. No one goes to work thinking that today I could die by a child. You know what I mean? I mean, you gotta you gotta get insurance for work and just in case that 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 to me is kind of ridiculous you know no one can fathom you know a child coming in there with a gun just spraying off teachers you know and, and then after you shoot me now i gotta file work for this time no after i sue you then i'm gonna file work for this time because i can't come back to work right now so how about that mm-hmm. now let me ask you something when you say this could be politically correct, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Well, politically correct because technically you are on you are in school. I mean, you you are at work, so it couldn't be a workman's comp. Like something happens to me in, oh. in, in, in 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 one of my stores, I'm at work. So politically correct, I, I can file for that. You understand what I'm saying? But that should be okay. the option. For for, for 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 myself, whether I want to file workman's comp or whether I just want to sue. You know what I'm saying? The, the whole board of education. Oh, and not only that, again, you know, we we do go to work assuming some level of risk. So you do go to work in your store, you know, assuming the risk that you just might turn over a box of Campbell's soup and it may fall on your foot. You know, you we all right, go right. to work understanding that there's some level of risk some shape, form, or fashion. But to to, to right. say that I'm an elementary school uh, teacher, and I not only am I an elementary school teacher, but I'm teaching the first grade, and I should go to work assuming the risk that one of my students will shoot me is 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 garbage. Right. You know. So okay, yeah, so I understand yeah, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. When you politically correct you know it, it you really can't sell this to people because if that's the case you know we all know now that the teachers and the janitor needs to walk in with um with uh, uh, uh insurance because y'all don't lock the doors and somebody can walk up in here spraying the place so we get right. that we, we, right. we get that but you know, really, it's, it's, this is, like I said, to me, this is the most insulting thing that you could have actually said to people. And, again, they're absolutely right. How do we now recruit good staff, good teachers, the ones that, you know, are coming in here, you know, meaning our children some good? What, what, now they're coming up in here. Now they're not going to take out their own life insurance. They're going to be looking for you. To provide life insurance, not them. Mm-hmm. Right. That's 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 crazy. Let's let's see if Brother Al is ready by any chance. Brother Al, yes or no? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. All right, all right. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. Ah, uh, Brother Al, you're in the school system. 
How do you feel when you hear them say that, you know, it's a workplace injury? And you know what? <laughs> you should, you know, you should expect something like that. So what has it? That is absolutely insane for them to say something. But this will just show what I've been saying all along, like they don't care about us as educators. They don't, they don't care. How you going to tell so basically you're telling me when I get up in the morning to go to work, I'm getting up and I'm walking, I'm going to work and say, okay, let me prepare myself. Let me prepare myself. I may get shot today, so let me put on my vest. You know what I mean? Let me put on my running shoes. That is absolutely insane. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? Let me ask you something, Brother Al. You're in what, 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 what are you in middle school or high school? Both. My, my, my school is from 6th grade to 12th grade, so I have both. Okay. Are there metal detectors in your school? No. The only time they bring a metal detector in is there's a, if there's an incident that happened or whatever, uh, or somebody threatened. Like, like I said about two weeks ago, we had a kid say, you know, he was playing around, but he was like, y'all, I'm going to blow up the school. Like, they take that serious. So they took him there, they, they called his parents, they checked his bag, and then the next day or the day after that, they'll bring metal detectors, you know, or if somebody, if they said somebody's um, got a weapon, then they'll do a surprise pop-up. But other than that, no, we don't have metal detectors. Wow. Do you feel safe with no metal detectors? I feel safe. I feel safe because I put a little something, something in my pocket. They forget me, Mister Al. You know what? You want to be your boy? I don't want to be taken. They might catch me. That's all right. You out there saying, "Oh goodness gracious!" You ain't got to worry about him putting a handle on your name much longer past the KL. <laughs> you gonna be visiting Brother Al. You gonna be going through the mag. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you you know what you know what packs yourself on a serious side. It's like I pray I you know on a serious side I pray every day before I come into work so I feel safe you know that God is going to protect me. But you know it, it's not even just having a metal detector. We had an incident last week where one girl had was involved with another girl and they jumped a, a, a young lady and um, the young lady that got jumped stayed home. And, a, and the other young lady who was involved with it, she got out of school at 2.30 to go home, and the other girl, mother, rolled up with three other grown women with ski masks on and jumped out with pipes and sticks, and they beat this girl. They poured milk on her. They hit her with eggs and flour. It was, it was just absolutely insane. So it ain't wow. even in the school either. It's when you come out to school. So it's, it's, wow. it's, they, they, need to, wow. they, need to, they need to do better. And then when seeing them when a teacher protects themselves from a student, oh, you ain't been trained right, you shouldn't be working with kids. But they forget us as educators. We are human too. You know, and we have the right to protect ourselves. The good thing about my school is these kids know about me. They already know, oh, don't mess with Mr. B. I'm glad. Spread the word. Spread the word. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Pastor Chef, Pastor Chef, can I ask you a lot of questions? It's kind of a serious question. So, yeah. so you, you say that there, there's there's no metal detectors. However, if someone if someone threatens someone, 
then the metal detectors come in. Isn't that a little late? Right. Right. That ain't being proactive. Absolutely. That's absolutely right. That's why I look at them like, okay, they already said the threat is gone now. Why are y'all coming the next day? Like, what are they going to do? Right. Well, not right, only right, that, right. if your practice is to come the next day, then what I'm going to do? All I got to do is wait two, three days. You're going to metal detectors by that right. point. Wow. Wow, wow, yeah, so, wow. So, 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 so basically what's happening in the school is minimal. Uh, minimum to no protection for teachers. I mean, if you see some of the stuff that go on past the stuff, you'll be disgusted. And I ain't even talk about high schools. I'm talking about sixth graders, seventh graders, cursing teachers out, jumping up in teachers' face, threatening teachers. And then these are the educators who got to stand in front of your class, in front of the class, and try to teach your child an education. So how can I teach your education if I'm sitting there and I'm afraid? If wow. I'm this kid going to jump up in my face. And not only that. Then the kid goes telling him, oh, this teacher said this, that. Now you got the parent. Oh, I'm going to come up there and kick your behind. So how can this teacher be effective teaching right. your child this subject when they're, when they're afraid? That's why I told right. you, give me a million dollars a year, I would not be a teacher. It ain't going to happen. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, this, 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 is, this has got to be, you know, again, you know, it is bad enough when you're dealing with the parents you know, and the students, but when you can't even get the support of your board, because I'm going to tell you something. The board knew that that was going to be the presentation. That's the sad part about it, that you knew the attorney was going to make that presentation, and you co-signed on that. You were like, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, you know, whatever you got to say, because they didn't pop up with that defense, and you had no idea. You did it. You didn't pop up with that defense, and and the people who are paying you didn't know you were going to say that. So that 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 to me is the saddest part. Forget about the mentality of the children. Forget about the mentality of the teachers. I'm sorry, of the parents. But now, when I can't even get the support of the people that I work for, that you would minimize my safety. No, no, that that's 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 disgusting. That's disgusting. All right, I'm talking to you three men today about a real oh goodness. This, this is this is sick. So you got this 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 uh rapist who just got finished serving a minimum of 15 years. While he's in jail, clearly when it's close to him coming out from serving this term, He's found with illegal contraband where he's on the phone sexting a minor. He gets out, and now he has to go to trial for this offense. When he comes out of jail, he gets married to a woman with three children. So they're 16, what, 16, 15, and 12. Two girls, one boy. This woman meets him, they get married, and a year later, a year later, same month, they're married. Um, he's, they're all dead. Not only are they all dead, but two of the youngest child's friends are also dead. 
And my thing is, you didn't do your homework as a woman, as a mother. You didn't do your homework. So I want want to hear what you men have to say about, and and, and I'm running a risk here. (laughs) But listen, you know, it's it's far as to talk about. You know, and I'll start with you, um, Brother Al. What's your thought? Man, she didn't. She didn't do her homework, like you said. Okay, you got uh, daughters, and you bringing a man on. I'm saying, check him out. You know, see what's going on with him. What, what what's going on with his past? I mean, you didn't think that okay, he was in jail, and why he was in jail. You didn't do. You didn't do none of that homework because you know, uh, you know, back in the days, I dated a young lady who had two daughters. And I was very uncomfortable. You know, me and her had to sit down and talk. I mean, she knew I was a good person, but for me, you know, I'm just looking at a whole bunch of things. Okay, these two girls here around me. I don't want to, you know, I, I felt uncomfortable to me and her had a conversation. You know, and I mean, and I, you know, brought up the conversation, but she, she straight up didn't do her homework. So let me let me ask you this, brother Al. When you say that you had to have this conversation, um. You know, when you visited, was it because you were visiting her in her home? Why did you feel you needed to have a conversation? I felt that I had to have a conversation because, again, like, um, I think at the time her daughter was, like, 11. And, you know, and her kids, I mean, the kids just, you know, are, are attracted to me because of my personality because I deal with kids. And her and her, her daughter was her younger daughter was starting to develop. So what happened? She was walking around the house, and you know, to me, an inappropriate thing. Like you know, she started to develop right now. She's walking around with a shirt with no training bra on and stuff like that. And I just felt uncomfortable. And I felt, and if that, can we talk about something? And I hope you don't take it the wrong way. And she did. And then she was like, you know, I didn't think about it because the kids like you so much and stuff like that. And I said, I understand that. I said, but this is, you know, what I think should happen. So that, you know, that's what, you know, my conversation came in. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for sharing uh, sharing that with us. So it wasn't where she, quote, unquote, thought or made the, you know, uh, change in whatever was going on with the girls. It was where the outsider had to actually say, okay, okay, thank you, Brother Al. Uh, Pastor Kale. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Pastor, I'm sorry, Pastor Kale, just real quick. And, uh, and, and, you know, and looking at that, I said just real quick, I'm sorry. And looking at that, again, I shouldn't have had to do that. She should have had that conversation. Right, right, but again, right. but again, right. women Absolutely. they get so they they get comfortable. Yeah, I'm a good guy and everything and that, but still, you still don't know know me, know me. You know what I'm saying? So she should have had that conversation. But again, like I said, these women they get comfortable. Oh, he's a good person, blah blah this and that, and anything can happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Pastor Kale, you know, we talked about this on Tuesday. That's when this conversation, this story first came up. And when we talked about it on Tuesday, because we had so very little information, we just talked about it from the angle that, you know, this man, uh, the father of one of the friends, you know, said that the the, uh, the girl had been over to the woman's, uh, to this uh, man's house with his family. And... Little did he know, not only was it not safe for his daughter, but it wasn't even safe for his family. So that really, really 
uh, uh, means that we've got to do some extra, extra, because you, you, you're thinking the mother did her homework, but now you find ain't nobody did nothing. And this is who you're sending your children over to be with. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, you know, like, like we spoke about before, you know, you, you, wasn't, you wasn't allowed to go over to your, to your friend's house or to your people's house, let alone, you know, can they spend the night or can they move in? You know, I, I, I got too much at risk, you know, to allow you to come into my house, you know, and destroy my house. You know, even, even from a, a standpoint of, you know, your, 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 your experiences you've been through, I don't want you challenging that on my children. You know what I mean? I, I, I too, you know, in, in my dating season, you know, when I was a, you know, a hoe, if you will, you know, I, I had a problem, you know, staying around a woman who had, who had girl children because I, I didn't want my good to be evil spoken of, you know. So, so, so sometimes that's a whole other challenge being in a relationship as well, you know. So, and, and then, you know, you can, you can get caught up in a lot of stuff. And next thing you know, you know, the, the, because the daughter don't like the boyfriend, now he's telling the mama, you know, so now she's telling mama, oh, he looked at me a certain way off. He touched me while he was at the store. You know, so I, I don't have room for that kind of stuff. So, that, you know, that, that's dangerous. Absolutely. And, you know, we see movies and TV shows and all kinds of things where children are spiteful enough to actually do stuff like that. <clears throat> we know that it's not foreign, you know, for this stuff to happen, and it happens quite often, probably a lot more often than we even know, you know. Uh, Pastor Vinny, you know, right now yeah. we're talking general. You know, what's your thought when you think of, you know, the fact that <clears throat> here's a woman. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The more y'all talk, the more I think. So he was in jail for at least 15 years for rape, okay? So even if he told that story like it really wasn't rape and, you know, she came on to me, blah, 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 blah. So now you get involved with this man. You have children. Now he's going to court. He's going to trial for sexting while he was in jail on an illegal phone and he <laughs> was sexting a minor. Wow. Oh, Lord, did you not ask the questions? And <laughs> Okay, Pastor V, what are we talking about here? How, how many How many red flags Thank you. do you need? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. How, how, how many red flags do we really need? You know, and I'm, you know, okay, I'm the, I'm the old guy, you know, but the mothers of today are not the mothers of when I was growing up. They did their homework, and they, they, they put everybody to task. So what's going on? They want to know, where yeah. are you going? Where, 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 where are you going? You, why, why, the, why is there a street light out and you ain't home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little, little things like that. My, <laughs> I, I, I thank God for my mother. Because when my kids came to me and said, Dad, um, little Johnny asked, could I sleep over? I said, you got a bed right here. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
you got a you you got a bed right here. You know, you can see Johnny during the day daylight hours. <laughs> okay? My son said, you know, well, you know, Johnny Johnny invited me to his birthday party. And and my son was he was about eight or nine years old at the time. And, you know, we 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 were we were like church churchy people, you know, and you know it's good. But sometimes I, I think it's important to let them get a little freedom, especially when they earned it, right? Right. But I didn't know these people. I didn't know these people, so I said, I told my son, "Well, I said, babe, I'm I'm gonna take you to this party. I'm gonna meet the parents, and." I'm gonna come and pick. I'll, I'll come and pick you up, you know, in a couple of hours. So we get to the front door. I knock on the door, and the kid, the, the kid answers. Not the parents. The kid, the kid answers the door. So, you know, I said, um, "What well, was your parents?" He said, "Oh, they had to run to the store." No. I said, hmm. I looked at my son, and he really wanted to, you know, this was a good friend of his. They were really bonding, you know. I looked, you know, the, you know, you open the door, you can see inside the house, you saw, like, the like the uh, dining room table. There was more bottles of alcohol on that table than I ever seen. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. And this, and this is the kids' party. Wow. I looked at my son. I said, "We gonna, we, I'm going to wait with you until the parents come. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. And, and so he was, get, he was getting along famous with, you know, this other kid. And I looked at the parents. I said, they finally came. And I said, uh, well, I'm, I'm Mr. Stokes. I'm Nathaniel's father and uh i'm gonna let him stay here for a little bit but uh i'm gonna pick him up in about two hours i got back in my car and and drove away and 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 that clock started ticking in my head (laughs) i went and got i went and got I, i went and got my boy in 45 minutes I said, I said, I said, um, hi, I'm Nat's dad. It's, it's time for Nat to go. <laughs> there were more grown-ups in, at that table than than kids. Oh, and I said, I said, wow, I thought this was a children's party. Oh, yeah, it's my son's party. I said, oh, okay, because I ain't trying to run your house, but you're not going to run mine. Wow. I t- took my son. We went. We went to McDonald's and we played in the bouncy house and we did whatever. <laughs> we had our own party, <laughs> so he didn't feel some kind of way. Wow! Wow! So, needless to say, none of them have slept over anywhere, you know. Um, and, um, you know. I, if I can't be there, and I'm not saying like I'm a helicopter father and I don't, you know, believe in freedom, but I believe in being careful. 
Absolutely. Better be if safe than be sorry. Here. Absolutely, because I've seen a lot of sorry. Okay. You know, let's, let's be honest, Pastor Vinny. Back in the day, you know, all of us, we may not be, act, you know, absolutely as old as you are, but we're all, Watch you know, at, at our level here. There's back yeah. in the day. No, we we're, know, we're not. We're not. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, all right. Always, it was the premise that it was the kids' party, but it was more adults and drinking than kids. I mean, this is right. what you did, you know. Yeah. This is this. This was a norm that that was not. You know, abnormal back in the day, you know, to have a party and then, you know, the, the, when you look at all, you trying to find the kids and, you know, mm-hmm. more, more yeah, parents yeah. and partying than the actual children um, actually, you know, being there. And, you know, you you have to, you have to, you yep. know, be that type of parent that asks yep. those questions. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just... We have become very lax these yeah, days, yeah. and we do not uh, uh, take the time, you know, to do what we need to do. Now, you know, I'm, 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 I'm so sorry that I cannot say in the Christian world it's any different because we do a whole lot of things as well where we don't ask mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. And I'm looking yeah. and I'm scratching my head and I'm like, well, wait a minute. What happened to, you know, we should have a level of discernment and we yeah. should have a, yeah. you know, uh, uh, ask more questions. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'll ask you, Brother Al, do you find that Christians are doing the same thing that the average everyday people do? They don't ask um, the, they don't do their fact finding, just like what we're talking about here. Mhm. Absolutely, and, and, it, and it's sad, and it's so funny. I'm listening to you guys talk, and I remember uh, about about before the pandemic, you know, because I coach basketball, and my team got invited. I got a friend of mine that did a basketball tournament in the Poconos, and you know, I, some of my kids I've had forever. But I was calling the parent meeting. Man, this is what we're doing. This is how we stand. You know, I broke everything down to them. Do you feel comfortable with your child? Lauren, this and that. And I have two new kids came. And I'm, I I've had their parents. Their parents was, was, was into the church deeply. And I'm calling them, listen, I need to meet with you because your child cannot come with me if I don't meet you. You get to know who I am or whatever. Oh, well, we don't worry about it. We heard you a good guy. And I'm just sitting there looking at them like, what if I take your kids out there and kill them? <laughs> like you're not gonna ask me no questions, you, you know. And, 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 and I had, and, and, and it was sad, Pastor Seth, because I got to the point where I said, if I do not meet you, your children will not go. And that's when they came down. I'm looking at them like, oh, but we you know we heard about your reputation, how you good with the kids. I said it doesn't matter. I don't know you, you don't know me. So you okay with me going? almost three hours away with your child and stay in the weekend and you're not going to ask me not one question not one so you know we we, we, we be people of God and we pray. okay that's good what if I'm an evil man I understand the power of prayer but still you need to come on down and still meet me I know the power of prayer too. I'm going to pray too. Wow. I don't know who you are, but my child around you, you know. <laughs> pray that I don't wow. change you. 
and, and you know it's true because just I think it was last week we did the story about the um, the elder who uh, found out that right in the church was a predator, a sexual predator, and his daughter had been molested by the the one of the people in the church. And he talked about how he was indoctrinated into the religion and, you know, how he was told don't ask no questions and all this kind of stuff. So this, and, and come to find out that there had been four other uh, children who had been molested in the church by this sexual predator, right, in the church. So, you know, you're right, um, Brother Al. You can't just assume that just because these people are from the church that they're safe. Um, Pastor K.L., do you, you know, or have you found that Christians are also not fact-finding people? Oh, definitely, 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 definitely. I mean, you know, Christians do do, do things in the name of Jesus. You know, in the name of the Lord, and, and and because we go to church, you know, I keep on saying that everybody that says Hallelujah don't mean they saved. You know, everybody that says Amen don't don't mean that they know God. Just just because you heard of God, don't mean that you know God. And 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 we assume because we look the part in church that everyone knows God and everyone is trustworthy. So we just let them go with them because hey, they go to the church, they the deacon. They the minister. How, how, how many issues have we heard with Catholicism where the priest who's in church is touching these little boys, but they know right. God? Right. So, so supposedly, you know, and, and a lot of times because, again, we look the part, we dress the part, we speak right. the part. You know, we, 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 we never go beyond the cover of the book because the book is shining and it looks good. Right. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. There have been. Uh, I mean, it, it has literally. You talk about a fallen kingdom. That mm. Catholic Church has taken a major hit because of these pedophiles in yep. in robes, in robes. These women mm. have trusted these children to these men because there were no fathers in the house or because these were holy men or because these were men who were, you know, taking their children and mentoring them or, you know, they were going away to camp or wherever. And these men preyed on these boys and they have taken a major fall because of this behavior. So, yes, we, we have to be careful. We do not ask enough questions. Pastor V, have you seen where Christian people don't ask enough questions either? Yeah, absolutely. See, the, the, <clears throat> I, I, really, I really feel that, you know, this, this new age, you know, the, 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 the mothers, <laughs> the mothers often seem to be competing with their daughters <laughs> for the boyfriends. The fathers, the fathers want to be hip, you know. They they don't want to look like old fogey, but they want to be hip. They want to be in what's happening, and you know, so so you lose a lot of ground because you're not taking the time to develop your kids. 
My kids, now they you know, they're in their 30s now. <clears throat> but, you know, I remember going to going to uh, Kids R Us with them. And, you know, if they had a good week, we go and, you know, they could pick out an action figure or, or something. And so we were, in, we were in Kids R Us and Toys R Us. And uh, this, this, this little boy is screaming and hollering and yelling at his mother and, 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 and Break dancing on the floor before break dancing was popular. <laughs> my my kid my my my, my, my <laughs> oldest son looked at me and said, "That's not good, Daddy, huh?" I said, "No, it's not." <laughs> right, and don't you try it. <laughs> I said, "No, it's not," and and uh, exactly, you know, you don't want to do that. Right. You see all these toys. They go back on the shelf, and we go back in the car. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There, there's, there's no penalty. I see kids. I can't see kids slapping up their parents, and 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 they're embarrassing them. And uh, no, I tell. I say, if you embarrass me in the store, I'm going to embarrass you in the store. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. No Big time. You know, and you don't want to, you don't want to be, you know, corporal punishment, you know. But you know, I, I, I got too much invested in you to try to be your friend and your father. Right. Absolutely. I, I got to be your father first. I got to be your father first. Absolutely. And hey. a lot of times, people lose sight. Pastor, yes. No, I'm, I'm sorry, Pastor. So just to um, <clears throat> elaborate a little bit on what Pastor Vinny said. One of the biggest things is that the, the, these days here, the kids don't fear the parents. You know, when we grew up, we feared uh-uh. the parents. I mean, my, right. my brother, right. my father, my father told me he was gonna kill me so much. I thought he was gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, let me tell you, I remember everything. And, and I used to get mad, but I wouldn't say nothing. You better not say that. Mm. If, if a kid did something, or whatever, my father always did it to me and my brother sister. Oh man, I wish Al would do that. I kill him. That was wow. always his So he said it so much, and, and and like you said, and it's not just the parents; it's also the grandparents. I remember just real quick. Mm. I remember being on the bus. I would never forget this day in my life. I was on the bus, and and and, and this was a grandmother, and she wasn't that old. She like she maybe was close to fifty, and she had the little um, a boy. The little boy had to look like he was maybe four or five. And I don't know what the case was, but he had a big bag of M&M's, and he was holding it. He's sitting there, and he kept nodding off, almost dropping, I'd wake up, grab it, almost drop it. So the grandmother said, hey, look, give me this, and let me hold it so that, you know, you won't drop it. And he was like, no. And she was like, give it. So they were doing a tug of war. The mm-hmm. bag ripped, and, and M&M's <laughs> fell on the floor. And he looked at his grandmother, and he said, see, see what you made me do, you B-I-T-T-A. What? And the bus, the bus got stone quiet. I mean, you can have pin drop. Everybody looking like, oh wow. And and then she looked at him and she's like, don't say that, don't say that. And she looked at me and I said, I just, I just whispered to her. I said, why is he still alive? <laughs> I don't understand why he's still breathing right now. And, 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 and so, you know, and she's like, don't say that. And a lot of parents that I deal with, they said, oh, you can't do that. You'll go to jail. And so 
they got that fear, so these kids just run them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time, big time, big time. It's 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 mm-hmm. scary the way this world has turned, as the soap opera as the world turns. Yeah, this yeah. is really yeah. turns. You know, I'm I'm gonna talk. I want you three gentlemen to speak to our uh, our parents, our our, our women. Let, let, you know what? Talk to the women. Talk to the women today. You know, we we talked about the fact that, you know, these women are welcoming these men not just into their lives. That's bad enough without asking questions. But, you know, speak to that as well. You know, but what precautions do you need to take? You know, what steps do you need to take to try to ensure that, you know, this is not you? You know, and, 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 you know, just advise them. You know, we're, we're talking about three God-fearing men. And I would, you know, really like you to speak to the women um, who will listen today, who are listening today and any other day in any other country about just the safety, the precautions that need to be taken you know, so that, you know, you don't end up with the wrong man. And now there's an entire family wiped out here, an entire family gone, including two other innocent children. So you got multiple families destroyed from one wrong move. Brother Al, we'll start with you. Okay, cool. I would say to the ladies, 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 Get to know this man before you bring him around your children. Get to know him before you you bring him to your house. There's nothing wrong by doing a background check. Okay, well, well where you from? You know, um, where you been the last 10 years? <laughs> you know, it, it's no problem. They have a website where you could go on and see it. Had this person been in jail? You know, I, when ladies, you go on these websites, they go on dating services and, and shop. Go on the website. And check out this man that you're dating to see, is he in prison? Has he been in prison? You know, and if he was in prison, what did he go to prison for? Don't get so caught up being desperate that I want a man or he's cute, the sex is good, this and that. Don't let that put a blinders where you say, okay, he's a good person. Let me bring him around my children. So you, you want to investigate and, and check this person out before he gets deeply in your life and deeply in your children's life. So as you can see, a whole family was wiped out. And again, women, you have this thing called women intuition. You have discernment. Use that. Because most of the time, that woman intuition is there, is there, is there, and you ignore it. Stop ignoring I hear so many women say, you know, I felt that this person was a good person. So why did you continue to go? Why did you ignore that? Stop ignoring that and take your time and and, and, and Check this person out before you bring him around your family, your kids, even around you. He may be somebody who beat up women, you know. So, so use that women to enter that spirit of discernment. Pray. Do all those things before you introduce that person to your children. All right. Thank you, Brother Al. Thank you, Brother Al. Pastor Vinny, what would you speak to the women? What would you say to them? say is your children they have to be your priority 
If you have, if you're a mother with children, you're divorced or, or whatever your situation is, the man is no longer in the house, your children still have to be your priority. My, my, my mother and father separated because he would hit my mother. And he saw us, you know, there were, there were um, at that time, there were about seven of us, eight of us. And uh, we stood by our mother, and he knew that he was going to be in trouble if, if, if he hit my mother again. My mother didn't go out with anybody. She took care of us for the next 20 years. She never brought a man in the house. And these are your children, and, and they are your priority. You know, we don't, we don't talk about sacrificing anymore. But mothers back then... They sacrifice for their kids. They sacrifice for the well-being of their kids. Now, after a while, she got a friend, but he never lived in our house. He never spent the night in our house. The kids have to be a priority. The kids can't take care of themselves. That's why they call us parents. I've had I've had friends that say, "Well, what about me? What about?" I said, "Listen, when you start having kids, you ad, you you abdicate that what about me spirit. It's not about you. You had your chance. Now it's the kids' chance to grow up and and experience the life that they should have. So so if I was to speak to to the, to the mother today, as the other guy said, do your due diligence." There's, there's a website for everything. <laughs> there is definitely a website for everything. But do your due diligence and always, always keep your kids in your, in your front eyesight. Keep your kids first. That's what I would say. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Pastor Vinny. Uh, Pastor K.O., you know, speak to these ladies, please. You know, we have multiple um, issues that we're talking about. We're talking about the safety of the woman, the safety of the children, the safety of other children. You now have other children in your in in your uh, possession. What would you say to them today? You know, when 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 I was growing up, well, I was grown and I had children. And Christmas time and stuff would come around and, you know, my parents and my aunties and everything would, you know, dote on my children and buy my children all this stuff. And I would say, hey, where's my gift? What happened to me? And my mother would tell me, you know what, it's not about you no more. That's right. When you begin to have children and you begin to be an adult, it's not about you anymore. You know, even though you go to the club and you drop it like a tide and sometimes you might feel lonely, guess what? It's not about you anymore. When, when no. you step into the realm of being, being an adult and being an adult as being a parent, when you step into that realm, I'm sorry, but it's not about you. So anything that, that you do, you have to do it with the, with the mind of your children. Your, your children have to be in the, in the forefront of any decision you make. Why? Because it ain't about you. 
so so though, though though you lonely and though you know you want a daddy figure and that and and though you just don't want to be by yourself and though I heard it so many times my highest level of conversation is with a five year old. Well, guess what? You created this five year old, and you need mm-hmm. to have this level of conversation because you need to be able to protect him. So as you speaking, speak in protection, speak in loving. So you, these are the conversations you need to have, and then later mm-hmm. on. You know, then after you do, as everybody says, your due diligence, after you do your inventory, after you do your inspection, then gradually you might be able to bring, you know, someone into your life. Now, look at another thing. Anytime a man wants to come and live with you, the woman live with you, your apartment, your house, then I would judge his manhood because no, you can't be a provider living under a woman or on a woman. You got a lot of folks getting Section 8, and all of a sudden, I'm moving in. But you ain't paying nothing. So if mm-hmm. that man is that comfortable, that comfortable just coming on in there with, with his knapsack, because that's all he's bringing, because why? You already have the furniture. You already have the bed. You have the stove. You have the food. You have the refrigerator. All he's doing is bringing his knapsack, and he's moving in, and you allowing him to make decisions on you and your children. Listen, once again, it ain't about you, baby. It's about these children. Amen. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for giving your wise words of wisdom. So appreciate you today. Thank God for your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed weekend. You as well. You as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Let's get this benediction. Worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Amen. Revelation 5. 12 and 13. Mm, mm, mm. Talk about some words of wisdom today. We got our words of wisdom from our men. And, you know, it's to me, it's always, you know, it's always good to hear, you know, a wise man speak. You know, women are always dropping, you know, knowledge, stuff like that. You know, Sophie's got some good, especially when she's learned a thing or two. From experience, and she's got a whole lot to uh, pass on. But we don't hear a lot from our, you know, men. And the one thing I, I have to say, God has blessed his due time with Pastor Steph from the inception of um, our, you know, show to, you know, have very good, hardworking men. Um Men of God, and we're we're grateful for that. <sighs> what do you say? You know, we all come to a point uh, in our life where we don't make the best decisions. And I have a tagline that says, "We're not twenty anymore. We're not twenty anymore." You know, we can't afford to make the decisions that our children make. Whether they're in school, whether they're young adults, 
we can't afford to make those kind of mistakes that they are making. How do we guide them? Because as long as you're a parent, you will always be a parent. You know, I've watched elders, you know, still tell their senior children, you know, just just a word of wisdom. You know, you're not teaching them as though they're children, children, but they're babies, but we still have a word for them because you are still older and wiser, or at least you should be. You know, so even though we've made mistakes, you know, we still have, you know, a little bit more than you do. And you really need to pay attention to the fact that, you know, these are still your parents. And by the same token, we need to act like we're someone's parent. These parents who party with their kids, even when they're adults, you know, so, you know, you might be, you know, 50 and they might be 25, 30, and you partying with them. And to me, you see, you didn't cross the line. You didn't cross the line. You and I should not be on that level together. You and I should not be uh, doing those kind of things together. Because to me, that dumbs down your position. Now, everybody may not agree with me. But when we all, as my mother would say, bending elbows (laughs) together, when we all drinking and partying together, we all in the club together, we all, no, no. You lose sight of who you are or who you're supposed to be to that person. And we have to always stay on the the, the the level of, you know what, I still have to look out for your best interest. It doesn't grow old and it doesn't expire. And, you know, as, as our kids get older, you know, they, they want less and less of our advice and, you know, they think we know less and less and, you know, we have to remind them that we don't know less and less. But at the end of the day, We still have to guide them. We still have to cover them. We still have to make sure that we have those words of wisdom despite, despite um, our, our, you know, our age. So needless to say, when they are younger, you know, you do, you, you give up your me, that mentality of me, me, I, I, when you are now a parent. When you become a parent, that, that, that becomes the lowest part of the totem pole. And you have an obligation to your children. And I never understood these women who bring men in and out of their homes. I never understood these women who, you know, they don't guard their children. I never understood women who were so busy wanting to date that they lost sight of the fact that you have to cover your children. That's your responsibility. We don't, ha- we, we don't have the luxury anymore to think about us. You know, I, when I said earlier there were tears in my eyes, I really thought about the fact that, you know, this grandmother had said that she had been watching. She had been watching this with her daughter and her children and how they had gotten married and he was in the home and he was, 
just kind of took over. And and I so agree with what Pastor K.L. said. See, I, let me tell you something. I didn't struggle with this home I got out here. You ain't coming through here. Talking about who you are and what you're going to do and you're going to board somebody around it. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears that then went into this. And as Pastor K.L. said, yeah, you come in with your knapsack. And you got a voice. And I can't imagine how a woman, where a man just spent 15 years in jail for rape, you brought him into your home, you married him, whether that happened first or after, you married him, you brought him into your home, and everybody was living happily ever after. And he is now on trial for something like this. When do your senses kick in and then override? Because you know, like like one of the gentlemen have said, you 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 got that. I think it was Brother Al. You got that inkling. You got that feeling. You got that feeling. A woman knows. A woman knows. She knows when something ain't right. But how many times have we brushed off those feelings? How many times have we made light of what God has given us so that we can have a piece of the pie that we feel we didn't missed out on? We feel like, you know, I'm tired of, of being by myself. I'm tired of being alone. I'm tired of not having anybody to talk to. I'm tired of always going out with my friends. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. And you make the worst decision of your life. She can't take this back now. She can't speak to the parents that entrusted their children in her care. What can she say to them now? Nothing. Because there are no words. There are no words. So now not only did you cost yourself your life, but everybody else's life. And how many people are left in this devastation? Ladies, wake up. Ladies, let's act on what God is giving us and make sure that we give God our life first so we don't ever have to endure an experience like this. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my Due Time crew, our men, for taking us into a thought provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all week. Please do not miss this opportunity to give God your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to accept Christ as your personal Savior. And if you've already done so, please strengthen that relationship with him right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until Sunday, God spares, where we're in the Word Prayer Project room. Come on in the room and see what God has us praying about. Until then, I love you.